Hello, and welcome to the After Spark Podcast. It's that wonderful time of year again. Welcome to our April Fool's special! Or the second My Little Pony Transformers crossover, The Magic of Cybertron! As with last year, we will be splitting this into two episodes, which will have two issues per episode, and each issue has two stories in it. The first chapter is also called The Magic of Cybertron. We open with Rumble enjoying a very My Little Pony-esque comic. A comic straight out of Equestria, with all of the friendship, love, and sparkles that implies. Breakdown wonders what the hell he's reading. That's right, Breakdown is here. Yay! Rumble goes off on him, basically telling him off for not uh, just allowing him to enjoy some escapism, exploration, and magic. Because God forbid they take a break from this endless war. Damn, Fluttershy, goddamn. <laughs> like, holy cow, are you like, this is the first time I have seen a Decepticon, like, even hint at this level of sentiment of fuck this shit? Um, except for, like, late game IDW1. <laughs> yeah, or, um, shoot, in that one episode that we did with, um, the Swerve's Bar guys with poor, um, Ectotron. No, not Ectotron, the guy who went back. Oh, yeah, it's, so it's the Back to the Future character. Back to the Future, so, yes. Yes. It kind of is in one of the other comics, uh, one, another crossover comic, actually. Go watch that episode. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he basically defects. Yeah, yeah. Breakdown does, in fact, ask to borrow the book once Rumble is done. Megatron, however, tells the imbeciles to shut up as he and Shockwave put their plan into motion. We then cut to various locations in Equestria, where we see Decepticons smash in and grab stuff to take back through a portal to Cybertron. We get some kind of unusual characters popping up briefly, such as Mindwipe and Skullcruncher. Also, Shadow Striker and Arachnid. Somebody working on this like Prime. I approve. <laughs> They're also pulling some characters from Cyberverse. We see the Wonderbolts go through a portal and end up on Cybertron, only to be captured. The Wonderbolts are a stunt-flying troop of Pegasi that exist in the My Little Pony cartoon. This is mostly relevant because Rainbow Dash is a member of them at some point, which I think is the point where this continuity takes place. Kind of, the continuity is kind of wonky here, but, you know, I'm pretty sure she's a member of them at this point. Yeah. The, based on their dialogue, I believe she is. Yeah. The main six, plus Spike, are present for the smash and grab at Lost Pegasus and follow the Seekers through the portal as well. Twilight attempts to blast the Decepticons with magic, but manages to blast a dark, obviously evil crystal that the cons had brought back from Equestria instead. Unfortunately for everyone present, this evil crystal releases King Sombra. King Sombra was one of the villains from the cartoon who tried to take over the world a couple of times. Uh, his forte is mind control, to a certain degree of mind control, uh, which he uses here. He takes control of Fluttershy, Pinkie Pie, and Twilight Sparkle. Who are legitimately the most threatening out of the main six. I don't care what Rainbow Dash says, Fluttershy can control an army of animals. Twilight has magic out the wazoo, and Pinkie Pie is Pinkie Pie. I don't need to explain that. She can murder you with kitchen utensils. <laughs> kitchen utensils, her party cannon. I'm sure she could probably pull out bombs if she really wanted to. It would not shock me. Oh god, now I'm just imagining a gender reveal party by Pinkie Pie. <laughs> I feel like Pinkie Pie would be responsible enough not to set the entire freaking seaboard on fire. Yeah, one would hope. He manages to ensnare several Decepticons such as Rumble, Reflector, Breakdown, and Megatron. RC, Greenlight, and Optimus arrive just as King Sombra and his entourage fly off. Optimus immediately points the finger for what's happened at Shockwave. He's not wrong exactly! <laughs> 
but Rarity lays down the law and says the only way we're going to beat King Sombra is as friends. Starscream's response is, we're doomed. Well, face palming. <laughs> uh, we then move on to the second chapter called A Real Mother. Where we cut to some very stylish and very prepared ponies. These two are Holiday and Lofty, who are Scootaloo's very gay aunts. They only pop up in a few episodes in the cartoon, but I actually really like them and I'm super happy they, they got used here. They're looking for Scootaloo, who was teleported to Cybertron. Fortunately for them, Arcee and Greenlight come upon them before any mind-controlled Cybertronians do. Unfortunately, a mind-controlled Cybertronian shows up immediately afterwards. Of course. <laughs> this is Killmaster, a character first introduced in IDW1. A hulking behemoth with a people-disappearing wand. Um, World claimed that he had killed him in IDW1 at, and shoved the wand into his unmentionables. <laughs> you know how unreliable um, World is, but this guy is bad news. <laughs> R.C. and Greenlight are joined in battle by Holiday and Lofty, who utilize the containing properties of yarn. Oh, yarn, it tangles so much. It is so bad. Ultimately, uh, after the yarn fiasco, this leads to him being tied up and R.C. dragging him behind her in car mode before Holiday cuts the line and he is thrown into the wild red yonder. Yep. It's like, we're blasting off again! <laughs> A little bit. Team Rocket style. Once Killmaster is disposed of, Scootaloo shows up with some new friends. Said friends consist of Hot Rod, Gage, and Rubble. Um, you are you're probably aware of Hot Rod. Gage uh, is RC and Greenlight's kid in IDW2, mm -hmm. and Rubble was the other kid at the beginning of IDW2. Yep, that I managed to completely forget about. Eh, he wasn't there for very long. Yeah. So all but Hot Rod are riding on other vehicles, and we're not sure we're not sure if these are supposed to be other Transformers or not. But if they are, we're also not entirely sure who they're supposed to be. If they are, people. <laughs> I am personally very amused that of the implication that Roddy's a child in this continuity. I mean, it totally works, but I find it very funny. The third chapter is stunt flying. They taunt us with Dinobots on the title page, but there are no Dinobots in this chapter. To be fair, there will be Dinobots, adorable Dinobots, just not in this chapter. I also don't know if this was a, um, the collected volume thing, too, mm. which it might have been, and so that might have been why it was kind of in a weird place. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's fair. The story revolves around the three main Seekers, the Wonderbolts and Rainbow Dash. Rainbow Dash proceeds to taunt the hell out of Starscream, who presumably chooses not to kill the pony because they need all the help they can get. Some great insults are traded back and forth between the ponies and the Seekers, including the flying glue bottle. <laughs> the Seekers know where glue comes from. Rainbow Dash also calls Skywarp Shrinkwrap because he doesn't remember his name. <laughs> yep, they are attacked by a group of Cybertronians and ponies being controlled by King Sombra. The members of said group don't have any speaking lines. They're just the goobers in the crowd scene today. But here's who we can see in the panels. Uh, Jazz, Ironhide, Hound, Motormaster, Swindle, and we think Brawl? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Brawl, but we only see the guy from the back, so yeah. a little hard and to again, tell. And again, it's really not important. <laughs> yeah. Our chapter ends with Starscream monologuing about how great he is, only for Rainbow Dash to get all of the praise. <laughs> Thundercracker is happily holding her up in one hand, too. It is extremely cute. <laughs> it is. We do know he likes cute, fluffy things. And our next and final chapter for today is One Trick Pony. 
Applejack is wandering through some kind of desert. Spaghetti Western time! Complete with poncho. Yep. We see some wire tumbleweeds rolling across the plain. Tumble wires, mayhap? <laughs> During her track, she comes across the Cybertronian. His name is Wild Wheel, and the two proceed to have a showdown. Wild Wheel also looks like he belongs in a Western, wearing a poncho and a hat. Uh, somehow the two hit and knock out Quick Strike, who we didn't even know was here. So uh, say hello and goodbye to Quick Strike, everybody. He died as he lived, quick and in a bad Western. Where he belonged. <laughs> Wild Wheel ultimately saves Applejack from a mind-controlled skids and offers to help her get home. Applejack even telling him about Equestria and that she has a friend who can make them matching hats. Oh yeah. <laughs> and that is it for issues one and two, but join us in a few weeks for issues three and four to finish up this crossover. Mm -hmm. I do have an art recommendation for today. Yep. Very cute one. Our art recommendation for today is T-Thief. Um, I saw them primarily doing Prime and actually some of the anime, which I don't see a lot of fan art for. We will be linking to their DeviantArt, their Instagram, and their Tumblr, all of which have the same username of T-Thief. And some of the art we will specifically be linking is Megatron uh, brushing a rarity toy. <laughs> and it looks, as Specs earlier said, very ominous. Yes, the, the shading... Megatron's head and part of his arms just in shadow, but the shoulder, the arm holding Rarity and the palm that she's in is illuminated, and then you can just see this hand with a tiny, delicate hairbrush <laughs> reaching out of the shadows, like with this pair of glowing eyes, glowing red eyes behind it. It's just war is war, but don't forget to brush your pony. That's sorry, that's the caption, and it's just. I like it. It's very good. I, I knew I had to put it with this episode when I came across this fan art in my feed. Yeah, sorry. You're the one who wanted to talk about these, and then I just talked about it. Okay, and then <laughs> this appears to be bad puns or sort of bad jokes <laughs> with um different Cybertronians. Oh, no, there's the different types of Starscream. Oh, God, you're right. <laughs> um, so we've got a spicy devil Dorito. Which um, is movie-verse Starscream. Heels and eyebrows, which is prime. <laughs> yep. Long cannons is our motto. And then uh, we've got an ice cream cone, uh, ice cream for depression, with a quote from Cliff Jumper, because this is Shattered Glass. He says, oh, and Starscream is actually kind of cool. It's the ice cream. <laughs> and it's great. Oh, um, and it. Our motto, Starscream, also has a sword, and it's there's a little thing with a sword and an arrow pointed at it, because he <laughs> does canonically have that. It's part of his wing. Gotcha. Okay, and then the last one was just a full picture of Prime Soundwave, because I'm predictable, sorry. <laughs> I don't know most of the anime, like, at all, so I was like, oh, I know what this one is. So if you like some of the anime, you're probably going to enjoy some of their art a lot more than me, because I'm sitting here going, I have no idea who these people are. <laughs> Which is a personal problem, I know. <laughs> <sighs> and that just about wraps it up for us today. Remember to check us out on Tumblr or Pillowfort as AfterSpark-Podcast for any additional information, show notes, or links we may have mentioned. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at AfterSparkPod, all one word, and various other locations by searching for AfterSpark Podcasts, such as AO3, iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube, just to name a few. And feel free to send us questions on Tumblr, YouTube, or AO3. Till next time, I'm Specs. And I'm Elf. Doodles. <laughs>